the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. It's Tom Albright with Aviation with Aviation Special, uh, talking with a young lady, uh, Sarah Poticha. Uh, Sarah is known as the West Point woman. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, quick background: I saw you um, at Infocom this this year. Uh, you were the the keynote speaker for the Avixa Women's Breakfast, um, and so thanks you for for coming out for that. Um, part of that. Part of that experience, though, we, we got a special edition uh, of, of your book, uh, West Point Woman. Um, talk for a second about kind of the, the way that you um, the way you talk with women about leadership uh, and talk with women about not just women. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, I, I really kind of connected with with the book and some of your things. And we're going to talk really more in depth about a, 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 an event you have coming up called Mastermind, but really kind of what is your, your process, your, your, um, your main kind of uh, lever to helping people kind of, you know, make sure that they get the most out of themselves, but also out of others. Yeah. So, so a little background, um, the, the initiative for West Point Woman, the book was because I was one of the first women to graduate from the United States Military Academy. And I always wanted to, uh, write a book about that experience. Uh, it is an engineering school, but I got very focused uh, enjoying my leadership and, and behavioral science classes. So even though I took all those engineering classes, those are the ones that I loved. And then I had the experience of having very large commands, over 300 soldiers over in Europe and applying those leadership lessons. And then when I transitioned in out of the military into the corporate environment, I found myself being kind of solving people problems and really focusing on that area. So I always loved leadership. I then did it in corporate America. And then I finally um, built up my business to a point where I could focus on writing my book. And so my focus is to tell my story. And I've done so much training over all the years and creating a curriculum and big leadership programs and executive coaching that I know that people tend to remember leadership lessons if they're wrapped in a story. So what I do in this book is tell different stories that teach leadership principles. And then I, with each chapter, there's a cultivating character. That is how to apply what you learned. Um, because I'm a very pragmatic leadership practitioner that you gotta have kind of an understanding of the concept that you gotta apply it or it doesn't really sink in. And so, once I launched my book in 2018, I had all kinds of opportunities to speak in large corporations. And from that, I also got people asking me, even at the Avixa conference, um, I now have some um, executive coaching that I'm doing. And um, what I wanted to do is I continue to focus on moving people from wherever they are to their next level of excellence. I've done you know, executive coaching now for over 20 years. And I have worked with some of the most senior people in corporate 50, 100, 200 companies. And so what I want to do with moving into masterminds is that synergy that happens when you bring really good people in and you study a leadership concept or book and you all take your personal experience 
to applying that particular lesson that you understand from, and then you learn from everybody in the group. So I'm a trained facilitator. I've done this kind of stuff in group. And of course we're in the, you know, COVID-19. So a lot of this is uh, what I do in masterminds is done by uh, Zoom. And then, you know, people who happen to miss will get a copy of it. But what we're doing now to bring it to another level of excellence, because I'm always trying to get to another level of excellence in my services, is to bring in a book by, you know, the famed author, John Maxwell, who's written just reams and reams on leadership. He truly is the the guru when it comes to leadership and making it practical. But now I'm going to bring in speakers. I've had the ability to connect with some very, very influential people that have done exciting things and then pick them to teach a particular chapter or two as we go through this book with this group. And so that's really what I'm going to be doing. Really quickly, before we get into that, that because I do want to talk about the masterminds, because I, I'm personally going through that, and, and uh, which is really kind of what facilitated this conversation, just because, you know what, when, every, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. When I talk to somebody cool, I think that other people should listen to them, and I think that you are fantastic. You and I talked last week. Um, your book goes through a number of processes, right? And, and not to be silly, but, it, but a lot of military folks that I have met they have a system process, right? They have a systematic process down. You talk about that a lot in, in the book, uh, West Point Woman. Talk for a second to somebody if if they're looking at that going, okay, you know, I, I kind of get that. Um, Sarah, you've got a book. I maybe, maybe they read it, maybe they didn't. Why are we going through Maxwell's book, right? It's not your book, right? Why are we going through Maxwell's book? Why are we going through Maxwell's book and other people coming in? What What is the process here and what is the thinking behind studying John's um, philosophy and then also bringing in the other the other speakers? Well, I've done masterminds with my um, curriculum, with my yeah. book. I've, I've done that before. So it's also knowing that there's deeper uh, people that have been doing this a lot longer than I have, and their books are phenomenal. And I really think um, the title of this book is Leader Shift of John Maxwell's. And we live in such a turbulent time that the idea of taking what he calls leader shifts or transitions, 11 of them taking you through that and having you know the power of the synergy of other folks that are from their perspective, how they're dealing with the, the rate of change has increased and how you have to do these leadership, in a sense, reinvent yourself through these shifts. That I think is really pertinent for this time, this hour. And of course, I'm always open to doing a mastermind with my book, but I wanted to offer something that I think in this time, what we're going through now would really benefit people in the long term. Because if you're not continuing to grow and to shift in how you lead others, you will be left behind. So when, when from a practice, like, like how many, how many mastermind classes, and I want to get, get you through mm -hmm. like, like, you know, how long does this take? You know, what is the time commitment here? How many of these do you do you anticipate doing on a yearly basis? I usually do three to four. Okay. Um, and again, with my book, it would be the fundamentals of leadership. This particular mastermind is someone that's been doing leading for a while and they want to go deeper. Okay. And so it kind of builds on it. I mean, you could start with mine and, and then go on the other. But um, the way it kind of evolved is I got invited to a mastermind. Mm. I saw how incredibly powerful they were and how much I learned 
that I was, I was like, I've got to offer this. I know I can lead. I've led all kinds of different facilitated workshops throughout my career. So I know I can do it, but I always get new ideas on how to make them even better. And to me, bringing in experts from a variety of different fields, some of them are women, and just to kind of uh, help your audience kind of know the kind of people and the caliber of people. I have a CEO of an international jewelry and accessory business that she'll be covering one particular chapter. I have a vice admiral from the Coast Guard, one of the first women to graduate from the Coast Guard Academy, and then 40 years later goes back and is their superintendent. And now she's retired and transitioned into being a speaker and author, but yeah. she has done many of these transitions. She's so excited to share with people her learnings that will help someone that may not be at that level yet with that kind of responsibility, but the, the kind of shifts she had to take throughout her career. We also have a TV personality. He is a uh, like a commentator on CBN, uh, CNN, Fox News, all these things, but he also has his own TV show. So we have a person with that kind of background that's been in public service in the past, and now he's moved more into being a TV commentator. Um, as well as a woman that was a very senior executive for a large health insurance company from her perspective, as well as a good friend of mine who's a lieutenant colonel just retired and has moved into executive coaching. And so I think we have this diverse group of women that will share their perspectives on particular transitions that will really engage the audience in a different way than it's been done before. Very cool. Um, from from a practical standpoint, what you you, you mentioned the the, the leadership uh, book by John Maxwell. Um, talk for a second about if it's not this mastermind, just in general, you know, folks you mm -hmm. know, signing up for another one. What is the the time commitment? What are we looking at? Um, I, I know that we will meet once a week. You mentioned over Zoom. What right. does that look like on a, on a weekly basis? So the time commitment is um, if they sign up for it, and, and believe me, I've, I've only offered to, to Avixa for this very low price of $99. And for that, you go ahead and order the John Maxwell book uh, through Amazon. So it's the responsibility of the participant to get the book. I tell them, start reading it now, because the more you understand the book, the better engaged you'll be in these conversations. And then um, basically, it's two chapters a week. We meet for about... Um, 90 minutes once a week, and uh, it should be six to seven weeks. I'm giving myself an extra week in case we have to slide things for people. That can happen, but we're going to start on January 11th. It's going to be on a Tuesday evening. This particular John Maxwell-focused leadership, and it'll be from 7 at night to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If they sign up, all they have to do then is get the Zoom link, I get their email, and then they are part of this group. And then it can lead to being parts of other masterminds further down the road that they might yeah. want to then, you know, join a different mastermind, get a different taste. And I think these things all benefit an individual because it's a very low price and it's not a lot of commitment. And you get the benefit of the wealth of information that appears on that room. Yeah. We limit the classes to eight to 12 people. Um, so I'd like to fill this one up and I will also consider offering one during the day. If I get people as a result of this podcast signing up, I mean, I have Sarah Joyce wanting to do it. So wanting to do it, but of course she's in England and, uh, from a and she wants to do it during the day. So if I get some people signing up and the best way to do that is just email me, um, at Sarah at Sarah and you can send that out in the show notes, I'm sure, yep. but it's. 
pretty easy. And you contact me, we'll set you up, we'll take your $99 and you'll be set. So it's a really simple process. And um, I'm really excited. I, I, I am so excited. I was able to collect this really great group of people that have proven leadership ability. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I, I was struck by was in, in your in your talk is, is um, the the you know raising the the kids because this is where again it was where I am in my life. How do you how were you able to to kind of pass on or in, impart in in your kids and, and maybe even other kids mm-hmm. the lessons that you learned, right? Because you mentioned the fact that a lot of folks, a lot of us, we we, we consume leadership principles through stories. Well, you know what, you're, you kids are kids, right? And, and there, there are, there is a daily grind to raising kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not, they're not always the most receptive, uh, at least for us, right? Because, right. you know, because right. we're their parents and I don't care who you are, you're not cool and, and they're not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of, you could be, you know, um, a, a rock star and you're still not, you're just dad, right. Or mom. Right. Right. So how, how do you, how do you do that? Well, as I say in my book, um, one of my parts of my story is um, I married a classmate. It was wonderful. Um, And we had, you know, had three daughters together and he passed away very suddenly. So I was a single mom, single working mom for a very long time until I met my new husband. I still call him the new husband and and, uh, married Reed. Uh, But I think, and that was as I and quite honest about uh, the most difficult thing I ever did in terms of leadership was being a single mom for all those years, because you're doing the job to people all the time. Um, And I think one of the things I instilled in my kids, for example, is uh, they learned to make their own lunches very early. I was a very busy person. I had a growing company and business. And so they learned to do their own laundry at very early. So Things that I could delegate, I would delegate. They all had chores and they learned that. And I remember it kind of paid off because they get to college and they'd be like, they don't even know how to make, you know, my roommates don't know how to make anything, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, you you owe that to me. But in terms of uh, living an honorable life, an ethical life, I think it's a long commitment in the same direction. That's what Mm -hmm. I like to say. And So, yes, I had challenges with my teenage daughters, but I kept living the life that I knew that I had to live, doing the right thing. That's one of the things we learned in the cadet prayer instead of the easier wrong. So I remember uh, one story I do tell in here is uh, my daughter, Gwyneth, um, very artistic, very creative, wanted to be a filmmaker, graduates with a a degree. And you're always worried because, you know, are they going to live at home forever? Um, And she started her first job. And. She also on the side had uh, a film company to take care of um, weddings, you know, film weddings. Mm-hmm. And okay. yeah. yes, and it's very stressful, you know, because you can have bridezillas, you can have all those things. And unfortunately, she had a situation where her hard drive failed and she was devastated. And um, and she was like, Mom, how can I tell this bride that I may have missed? You know, I've lost her special day. And I was like, I think you got to go to the distance. Gwyneth. And I remember she began to think about it. And she said, well, I can call the manufacturer, I can do this, she began to kind of work the problem, which is another thing I talk about in my book. And she was able to find someone that would try to restore the hard drive. And it was going to cost her pretty much all she was going to make on this wedding. 
but I said, you got to go to the distance. You got to do the right thing. And she yeah. did. And, um, you know, with the, the hope and the prayer that it was going to work and it did work and she could go on with business. And I think, you know, it would have been so easy to just say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and just give up, you know, but she did the right thing. And I think that's kind of stayed with my children. So it was those kind of times when the rubber meets the road and I'm there and I say what I think you need to do and they do it. And then, you know, okay, yeah, she was also a very difficult teenager. I will not lie. And so she challenged me a lot, you know, but when it came to it, she knew what, you know, what's yeah. the right thing here because she had seen me consistently try to do that in my life or, you know, learn to apologize. Um, but, you know, I certainly haven't been a perfect mother. They will also tell you that. Wow. Um, but, there, there, there's none of us have been, right? Yeah, yeah. You stay in it. You stay in it. You know, you'll go to great extents for your children. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Sarah, uh, I will get to hang out with you uh, in, in January. Uh, but wait. if somebody wants to do it, um, yes. how do they sign up either for this one coming up or, or for mm -hmm. future masterminds? Right. I think the best way is to email me at Sarah, S-A-R-A. -A. I always say I'm H-less. So Sarah at Sarah Poticha. Let me spell that. P-O-T-E-C-H-A dot com. If they just email me that they're interested in doing this, we'll get together and we'll get your $99 and get you signed up for one of them. All right. Very good. Uh, I'll have Mitchell put that link in the show notes as well. Uh, so thank you so much. And you can join me and a couple of our folks uh, on, on this next one, or you can sign up for uh, another one. So Sarah Potitia, thank, thank you. you so much uh, for us, for Aviation. Uh, obviously our website, aviation.tv. It's aviation.tv. You'll find specials like this and a host of others. All that and more at aviation.tv, aviation.tv. 